Well, we have to stay focused on on the mission that Jesus gave us. And I'll tell you what, I love worship. Honestly, it's a, such a passion of mine. As you guys know, I love leading worship. I love sitting time in worship when it's just me. I've spent hours, countless hours, probably days uh, worth of time at that grand piano that we have over in the corner. That grand piano's caught so many of my tears and just so many of my, my, my worshipful moments. And so I love worship. But here's the deal. The, 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 you know, the more time goes on, the more I'm realizing that, man, I'm actually going to get to spend eternity in heaven worshiping God, right? And so that's super awesome. And so that doesn't mean I'm not going to worship here on this earth. I totally am. But, man, I only get one life. I get, I get one shot. I get one chance to reach out to as many people as possible to bring them into a loving, affirming, encouraging, empowering relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, man, yes, I love, I love worship. I love spending time with worship. But man, it's so important that we don't just get so caught up in here and that we forget out there. Amen. That the mission that Jesus gave is that, man, go, go to the ends of the earth and make disciples of all nations, of all people, right? That we got to get out and bring people in, bring in uh, uh, those who don't know God. And so, man, this is our chance to fill heaven and bankrupt hell. Can I get an amen? So I know that together we have a lot of awesome opportunities. So that's why today we got to focus on some purpose. We've been talking about focus this month. And we've been, you know, focus on, you know, knowing God. And we've been focusing on finding freedom. And so today we got to focus on discovering purpose. And purpose is important. Purpose is so important, right? And, uh, man, say this with me. I have a purpose. Right? I have a purpose. All right? So let's make... I want to do this. Let's make purpose popular in 2020. Amen. That like, man, purpose will be the thing that just drives you, that you wake up every day, either knowing your purpose or trying to find, man, God, what is my purpose here on earth? And I've got some things I'm going to present today that I think will help us in our journey. And I think it's important because we don't want to fall victim to this thing that's happened to me in my life. You know what I mean? That I think happens sometimes in church where maybe we get saved, like we give it all to God, like we have this life transformation power, uh, but we sort of, you know, get saved, and then we just sort of sit in the tin every Sunday morning for about an hour and a half or so, and then we go on with the rest of our life, and to me, that's not the purpose that God put forth into motion whenever he created you guys, that our religious, our spiritual experience shouldn't just be confined to a Sunday morning from 10.30 to about 12 p.m., maybe when I get done today, right, that, man, that it would be something that bleeds over into the rest of our lives, that everything we do, whether it's in raising our kids, whether it's working our job, whether it's in our friendships, whatever it may be, that purpose is is in the middle of all of it and it's fueling it, right? That we have a sense of, man, I'm focused on what God has put me on this earth to do. And so let's look at the definition of purpose. It's, the purpose is, definition is as simple. It goes like this. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists, right? So we could ask this question, why do we exist? Is it by chance? That you're just living on this earth, right? Is it just an accident? Is it just happenstance that we're all here today? What is the purpose of humanity? Like, why did God create humans? Like, what, what, what was all that about, right? And so, 
many of you have probably asked this question. Um, you maybe wrestled with it. And it's a large question. And I'd like kind of breaking down purpose into two categories, right? So we're going to kind of look at like a macro view of purpose. And we'll look at like a micro view of purpose. So I, I say it like this, collective purpose and individual purpose, okay? And so, man, God didn't have to create humanity, right? He, he was like, God was good. You know what I mean? Like he, like Father, Son, Holy Ghost, like they were great, enjoying, you know, fellowship, the triune God. Um, and so we have this in John seventeen twenty four. He chose to create us so that we could fellowship with him. Jesus prays his prayer. He says, Father, I want those you have given me, that's us, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world, right? And then we've got 1 Corinthians that says this, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So every human action we make should be done with the desire of bringing glory to God. And I know that sounds like kind of silly, but I mean it. I mean, like, seriously, what would our lives look like if we had this understanding, this thing that was just kind of running in the background of like, man, I just want to bring God glory. I, I, I want to, I mean, I'm taking my trash out. I want to bring God glory. Man, I, I'm going to work today. I want to bring God glory. Man, I'm, I'm going grocery shopping. I want to bring God glory so how like how that changes our mindset psalm says this um in chapter 73 verses 25 through 26 whom have i in heaven but you and earth has nothing i desire besides you my flesh and my heart man they may fail but god is the strength of my heart and he's my portion forever and ever and ever amen so Man, knowing and enjoying God is is just this universal purpose that I kind of see at work. That we have this whole idea that, man, Jesus' prayer of, man, Father, those of you gave me, I want them to be with me. Like Jesus' prayer is like, I, I want them to know you the way I know you, God. Like I, I want them to experience the relationship with the Father that I have. And so we have this overarching purpose that i think is available to all of us of just knowing god and being in relationship with our heavenly father and not only that but enjoying him that's what i love about this scripture in chapter 73 of the psalms man god is the strength of my heart and he's my portion forever he's what sustains me it's like this thing that just brings joy to my life and just brings refreshment to my soul um, so knowing and enjoying God is just this universal, this, this collective purpose, um, in life that each of us can walk in and operate in regardless of our circumstances, our situation, or our, even our understanding of what life is all about. Maybe you're in a life full of question marks right now. And what I want to offer up to you is like, man, in the midst of those question marks, man, just grab a hold of this whole idea that, man, God, at the end of the day, I may not have it all figured out. I may not completely understand everything of why I'm here in this earth, but I do want to cling to this one thing of, man, God, I just want to know you. I want to, I want to enjoy you. I want to enjoy spending time in your presence. I want to get to know you more. It's not just like a first time knowing but like a continual knowing like a day after day like god like help me grow deeper in my understanding of you as my father and enjoying the relationship with my father i think about it like you know uh i could relate with me and my dad or, or with me and my son right that 
me and my son right now, we're, 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 we're getting to know each other. I mean, he's three years old and there's so much I'm learning about him. There's so much he's learning about me. And this relationship is just constantly growing. And there's these, these, there's these fun moments, right? And I get to have these fun moments with him because man, like, my dad had fun moments with me. Like I remember the the most exciting thing in the world was when we were walking through the mall and dad made a little left turn right into the arcade uh, that's in the food that used to be in the food court. And he pulled out a crisp $20 bill because that's the highest bill that the change machine could make. And those coins would just come running and running and running out. And I'm just sitting there like, oh man, we're going to be here for hours, you know? And I was like, this is so exciting. I'm about to spend every single one of these tokens and have the most fun with my dad. And can I tell you today that our heavenly father has got a back pocket full of $20 bills, okay? And he's saying, let's go have some fun, right? Let's get all the tokens in the world and let's go enjoy something. Hey, you know what? And let's invite some friends along for the journey, right? Because not only do I want you to know me and enjoy me, but I also want you to get some of your friends so that they can know me, so they can enjoy me, and we can just all have a party together and just enjoy this existence on this earth until we come heavenward and then it's just like, oh, all of eternity worshiping the King of Kings. Amen. And so knowing and enjoying God, man, it's so difficult and and honestly futile for us to begin to really discover and live out our individual, maybe our unique purpose in life without understanding this this kind of overarching purpose that God has established here on this earth. Because if not, we get so caught up in like, what's my thing? Like, like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like we get all introspective and, and we're looking too much of ourselves and we got to get outside of ourselves and say, you know, God, man, first, before, before I figure out anything in me, I got to figure out me and you, right? And man, like it's so, it's so important that we know him and that we enjoy him. Um, John 15 says this, uh, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you. Why? So that you'll love one another. Man, so look at all the purpose that is in this scripture right here. All right? We've been chosen to bear fruit. That's awesome. That's great. Sign me up. I want to bear some fruit. We've been chosen to bear fruit. There's some purpose. Man, to have a relationship. With the Heavenly Father, can we just stop for just a second? Let's just think about it, all right? So we live in this big world that's, you know, part of, you know, a bigger, you know, universe. That's part of a bigger, you know, you know, uh, we're, we're part of a solar system, galaxy, universe. There's all these stars. There's, there's all these planets. There's all these suns all over the, all over the universe. And so here we are living our existence and, and the being that put this all into motion, right? This, this God wants to have relationship with you. And, and I say you because like, yes, us, but like you, like individually, you as a person, like you may think like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he wants to like have relationship with my grandma because she's really holy and she prays a lot and stuff and everything, but I'm not, you know, I'm a little rough around the edges, you know? So it, no, I'm saying you rough around the edges, you, God wants to have a relationship with you and wants to know you in an intimate way, right? And wants you to know him in an intimate way. And so, man, we, man, we've been chosen to bear fruit, to have relationship with the father. 
and to have relationship with other people. And so once we know God, man, we're also called to witness so that others may know and enjoy him. And so, man, I, I think we can really wrap up this collective purpose and this whole idea of just, man, our purpose is just to know and enjoy God and help others do the same. Amen? Like our, our purpose is to know and enjoy God and help others know and enjoy God. And I think from that place, from that foundation, man, we can really begin diving into maybe some of the unique things that God has gifted us with, right? Our own individual calling. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared for beforehand that we should walk in them. So what can we learn from this verse? Number one, God has work for us to do and... It's good. Isn't that awesome? Like, not only does God have work for us, but it's, it's good works. And it says next, man, he, perfor- he prepared this work beforehand, not after, which tells me I'm not an accident. And so I don't know what somebody's told you, but you're not an accident, okay? Listen, my parents got married, and then three months later, hey, I'm, they got pregnant with me, okay? Can I tell you, three months into your marriage, I don't know what everybody else's plan was, but usually kid isn't like the, like the first thing that you're thinking, you know what I'm saying? And so while I may not have been planned by them necessarily, God knew that he had a plan and a purpose, and I know that they're thankful and they love me to, you know, to have me, you know what I mean? Um, but... But you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, man, I don't care uh, what, what somebody has told you in your life. God had a plan when he put your life into motion, okay? And he prepared, look, because he had a work prepared for you beforehand. It wasn't after, okay? It wasn't after you showed up at Christian Rural Church and hung out with Pastor Mark. It's like, oh, man, yeah, I hung out with Pastor Mark, and now all of a sudden I realized uh, that God might have a work for me to do. No, God's already had that work for you to do. He was just waiting for you to get in line with him, to surrender your life to Jesus. He said, hey, cool, glad you gave your life to me. Now I've had this thing that I've had prepared for you, prepare for you before the beginning of time, right? Before anybody knew you, before your mom and dad even knew anything about each other, I knew what I was going to do in and through you. Isn't that awesome? Come on, can we praise the Lord? You're not an accident. There's great intention in your existence. And so God's not surprised by your existence or choice to follow him. And so, man, we got, we got a good work. His work is good. Man, he prepared it in advance for us. And then lastly, man, we see in the scripture that we got to get going. Like we, we should walk in them. Like that's how the scripture ends. It says, man, God prepared this work beforehand that we should walk in them. Like we should get going. Like it's time. Like let's not waste time. Let's go ahead and get going and start walking. So it's important for us to know that man, no one's like us, that there is a unique uh, intention in our creation. Psalm says this, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you, God, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works, David says, man, they're wonderful. And I know that full well. And I just want to pause right here because, man, that statement, I know that full well. Man, that is like the cry of my heart for God's people is that they would know full and well the works that God has established inside of them. They would know full well the desires that God has for them, that the, the plans and the purposes that God has for your life, that you would be able to say, man, I know it full 
well. Like, like I've got that. And the verse goes on to say, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, you saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And so, man, I just want you to see and, and hopefully believe this morning that your life, it's not an accident. If you have a pulse, God has a purpose. I don't care how insignificant you may feel. You have great significance in the eyes of God, okay? There, there's a reason why you're alive right now in Brunswick, Georgia, here at Christian Renewal Church this Sunday morning. There's a purpose in it all. And man, my purpose in life, we say this in the growth track, if you come to step two, we make this statement. And I think this statement really kind of nails kind of what we've been talking about. And I'll give it to you. Man, this is, this is like a great way that we could wrap up some purpose like in a statement is to say, man, my purpose is to serve God by serving others. My purpose is to serve God by serving others. Man, when we read Isaiah chapter 61... It's important that we don't stop on the first line, okay? Because here's what the first line says, okay? Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Now, that's awesome, okay? It's like, can anybody get amen? Say, yes, Lord, do it for me. All right, you did it for Isaiah. I want the spirit of the sovereign Lord on me, all right? But see, here's the deal. Isaiah doesn't stop right there and we can't stop right there because if we do then we're just existing for us for myself right that oh i just want the spirit of god on me for me and for my enjoyment but nobody else but what does isaiah says he says man the spirit of the sovereign lord is on me why because the lord has anointed me why to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Man, God's got good things instead of all of these bad things that we're experiencing. Man, there's a there's an oil of joy instead of mourning. There's a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair they will be called oaks of righteousness a planting of the lord for the display of his splendor they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated they will renew the renew they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations and i'm here to tell you this morning that this verse is for us today at christian church that we will be oaks of righteousness in jesus name and that we will rebuild cities devastated Amen. That we will restore ancient ruins. That we will be a people making a difference in Brunswick, Georgia through the power of Jesus. And so I'm so thankful that the spirit of the Lord is on me and that he's anointed me. But it's not for me. It's for others. Amen. And so there's this purpose in this statement of like, God, there's a reason why you're working in my life. It's so that I could impact other people. I'm going to serve God by serving others. And so as we look at purpose and as we look at kind of developing, I think it's important that we kind of make this kind of statement and understanding that, man, what you nurture will grow. What you nurture will grow, okay? And so I've been doing a lot of nurturing at my house with my front lawn, okay? Um, and I've just been really like 
toiling, okay? I now know what the word toil means, okay? Because I'm experiencing it. And so, um, you know, I'll, 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 when I got spare time, I'll just grab a couple weeds. I'm trying to get my fertilizer schedule right, okay? I'm trying to get my watering down right. I'm trying to get my mowing regimen down right and all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's so that I could beat back these weeds and I could have this nice green lawn. Now, here's the deal. My neighbor, for a while, my last two neighbors, that, that just hasn't been a, as much of a concern for them. And I'm just going to tell you something. It shows, okay? And so there's like this line and I'm just like, you stay over there, okay? Don't you come in here, all right? These weeds over here in my neighbor's yard, I'm like, you, you stay over there, all right? I'm sorry that you're neglected, but I don't have time. I, I, I got my own stuff right here I'm trying to figure out, okay? And so, but here's the deal. This principle applies to our lives. What we nurture will grow, okay? And so, man, if you're nurturing a bad lawn, you'll get a bad lawn, right? But if the, the grass is always greener where you water it. Amen. That like, you know, you may look at somebody's life and be like, man, they're awesome. I wish I had what they had. It's like, well, it's because they're probably watering their grass, right? It's like, man, if you would stop looking around at other people, stop comparing, comparing yourself to other people, just begin taking inventory of your own life and see, man, how do I need to grow? What do I need to nurture in my life? We're in January, right? So like new year, new me. Amen. Like we all these resolutions, these goals, you know what I mean? I know how y'all are. Um, I just go ahead and say, like, I'm just not going to do it because I just have this thing with being able to keep them where it doesn't happen. And so, uh, but I do try to set some goals. Like I've tried to say, God, what do you really want to do in my life? And so I don't know what those things are for you. Um, whether those physical goals, maybe it's spiritual goals, uh, man, maybe you've got some financial goals for this year. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now in January, if you want to be looking, uh, at the end of this year and going into 2021 and see some difference in your life, Nurture those things, water those things, invest in those things, because what you nurture will grow. What we what we invest today will grow tomorrow, will reap tomorrow. And so maybe there's some things in your life that you're feeding that you should actually be starving. And maybe you have some difficulty with finding your purpose. And maybe it's because there's some weeds getting in the way that God say, man, I need you to starve those things out. Like there's some things in your life that I'm not, you know, God's like, I, you could call it a resolution. You could call it a goal. You can call it whatever you want. But God's just saying like, Hey, I need you to get that out your life. I need you to put, I mean, I need you to kind of like limit some things because there's some things that I want to grow inside of you and there's some stuff in the way. Right. And so, man, what are you holding on to that needs to be given to God? So let's nurture the right things. Man, let's nurture our bodies, our marriages, our friendships our relationships, our faith. At youth, we've, we talked this past Wednesday about, man, how do we get from here to there? Right? Like, like how do we get from here to there? There being the place that, that we want to be, right? Every, a lot of people have like these great intentions, these uphill hopes, right? But then their habits aren't really taking them up to the mountaintop, right? They're kind of keeping them down in the valley. Amen? So how do we get from here to there? How do we get from here to there? Man, it's, it's by us feeding, nurturing, and protecting the right things in our life. And by developing these healthy habits, they're going to get us on a right path. So I just want to ask this question. Who are you becoming? Right? Like, like who are you becoming? And I think it's important because we're all becoming something, whether we realize it or not. Like, like you're all on a journey somewhere. 
Do you know what that somewhere is? Have you defined it? Have you established it? Have you, have you set in your heart that this is the, this is who I am becoming? You can either become something on accident or you become something on purpose. It's going to happen, right? And so we could choose to say, man, I, on purpose, I'm going to become this. Or just on accident, you could become something and it may not be a version of yourself that you really like, right? So we could say, man, on purpose, I'm going to become this. Man, we got to say, like, I could be better. Can anybody be better, right? If you can't be better, let's talk. Let's get coffee this week because I just want to know how you did it. You know what I mean? How you reached such a pinnacle of perfection in your life. But for me, I got to be better, y'all. And I can be better. Man, I got to be a better husband. I got to be a better friend, a better father, a better pastor, right? I, I, I'm, I'm saying, man, this year, God, how are we growing? How am I getting better? How am I moving in the purposes that you have for me, God? How am I growing? I'm not done growing and so man until god calls me home i'm becoming i haven't arrived i had that conversation with my friend a few years ago i was so frustrated in my life right because i was just like god i just want you to do it okay whatever it is i just want you to do it okay i just want it to be done i'm just ready i'm tired of living in this frustration that i'm in in my life right and so my friend very wisely um told me he's like man mark it sounds like you're just so focused on arriving that you can't really give any attention to becoming the person that you want to be and i was like ouch like don't say that that hurts you know but it was what i needed to hear and is there anybody here this morning like man maybe you're so focused on arriving and you're so focused on perfection you're so focused on like you know all the way up here that man like it's getting in the way of you becoming who god wants you to be and it's okay to just say hey man like i'm not there yet and I probably won't be there yet until God calls me home to he- in- into heaven. But you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I may be frustrated. I may not fully understand. I'm going to do what Paul did. I'm going to press on, right? I'm going to just keep on pressing on. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to say, man, I, like forgetting what lies behind me, I press on towards what is ahead of me, towards the future that God has called me to. And so, man, anybody thankful that you haven't stopped growing Right? Anybody thankful that there's opportunity? That this year doesn't have to look like last year, right? That this, this month doesn't have to look like last month. That we're growing. We're growing, we're growing, and we're getting better. Man, there's, there's more purpose to discover in our life. There's more people to impact. And so, man, I just really think that the life of John the Baptist really illustrates purpose well. And so, if you know a lot about John the Baptist, you know that he's just this wild and crazy guy right and so he was kind of all over the place and uh, out there in the desert you know and he's eating locusts and and um and 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 honey and and so man he uh we we just celebrated christmas right and so we you know talk about the birth of jesus and his miraculous birth but john the baptist had a pretty miraculous birth too and there were people that man that the people that were there with his birth they sensed that man there's something about this john guy that is going to be really great okay this baby there's something here like like heaven is is moving and and this child is is going to be awesome and so um we see in the scriptures in luke uh chapter one when it was time for elizabeth to have her baby she gave birth to a son her neighbors and relatives heard that the lord had shown her great mercy and they shared her joy. And so on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. And they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he is to be called John. And they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who has that name. 
Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. And he asked for a writing tablet. And to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately, his mouth was open and his tongue set free. And he began to speak, praising God. And just pause for a second. The reason why uh, Zechariah had to write on a tablet is because whenever it was announced to Elizabeth and Zechariah that they were going to their prayer, they were praying for for a child, and so whenever that was announced to them through the angel Gabriel, um, Zechariah was kind of like, "Well, how's that going to happen?" You know what I mean? Like he he was kind of questioning in nature, and so what God went ahead and did was and said, "Hey, here's the deal. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and silence you. I'm going to go and silence your mouth, okay? Uh, because you're saying you're saying too much. All right." And I think what God was trying to teach, even teach us and teach Zechariah is that, man, maybe there's power in the words that we say. So maybe when we're thinking about our purpose, maybe some of it's going to start with what we're speaking. So maybe there's some things that we're speaking over our life that, man, we just need to cut it out and stop and start speaking some, maybe some hopeful things, right? Maybe speaking some things that like, will will lift us up and encourage and empower us, right? And so, man, God just sort of silences Zechariah. And so it was up until this moment where he says, man, his, he writes down the tablet, his name is John, and immediately his mouth was open and his tongue set free and he began to speak praising God. And all the neighbors, they're just like, whoa, we haven't heard Zechariah talk in nine months, you know? like, And so they're all in astonishment and so all throughout Judea people were talking about all these things and everyone who heard this wondered about it asking they asked this question what then is this child going to be for the lord's hand was with him right and so john he's the cousin of jesus which like you know that's that's pretty cool you know um being jesus's cousin i'm sure like that was really great growing up you know like uh, having Jesus as your cousin, you know, it's like, man, hey guys, like, don't mess with me. My cousin, Jesus. Okay. And, um, so, you know, uh, probably no sick days, right? It's like, no, I'm too sick to go to school. Hey, can we call Jesus over? You know, um, no, you're going to school. So, um, John was the cousin of Jesus. And man, when you study his life, you see there, there's this theme running through his life. And it's this theme of passion. And so in this whole idea, this talk about purpose today, man, what I would love to just inject into us is some passion, right? That we would be passionate about discovering our purpose. And if we, if, if we have really done a lot of work of discovering our purpose, that man, we would be passionate about walking in the purposes that God has put in us, right? That we would get some passion back in our lives. I don't know about y'all, but there's just these moments in life where like, man, I just, I sort of begin to like wane a little bit, you know, and I just, I, I've got to go to the Lord and say, God, man, I, man, restore some passion inside of me. And when I, when I look at the life of John the Baptist, what I see running through his life is passion. That there's a lot of great things about him, but he was just so passionate about his purpose, right? And so this is so important because I think too many people today, man, we don't know our purpose. And so, man, like, that's why we keep talking about the growth track. Yeah, like, it's four steps. Four steps, become a member, discover your design, develop your leadership, 
and join the team. And we keep talking about it because, man, this is one of the vehicles that we have here at Christian World Church to help you go on a journey of discovering your purpose. Why? Because the two greatest days in your life are the day that you were born and the day that you find out why. The, the day that you've really discovered, it's like, man, I know why I'm here. I, I know why God put me here. Through all the pain, through all the frustration, through all the difficulty, through all the awesome, through all the exciting things, I know why I'm here. I found my purpose. And so, man, um, let us not waste any more time trying to uh, go through life without knowing why we're here, why we're here. And so, man, you may know your purpose, but you're not passionate about it. And so that's why I think John the Baptist, man, he was just so bold. I mean, and just passionate. And, and even before he was even born, right? Because, you know, uh, Mary, uh, she, she finds out that she's pregnant, okay, with, with the Son of God, okay, crazy. So, like, what, I mean, what else would she do? She goes over to her cousin Elizabeth's house, who's John the Baptist's mom, and she's like, girl, I got something to tell you, okay? Um, you will not believe what has happened to me, right? And so she, she's, she's carrying the Son of God, and so, man, we have this in Scripture where, man, is, when Mary gets around Elizabeth, Elizabeth, who, like, I think is maybe, like, six months pregnant or something like that, she's, she's got, um, she's got, uh, John the Baptist, and, and, and they get around each other, and John the Baptist leaps in the wound. Right? Like, this guy's so passionate already. You know what I mean? That he's in the womb. Like, that's my cousin. I know he's near me. And I know that my purpose on earth is to make the way for him. And so I, he's, like, John's already excited. You know what I mean? Like, there's this passion inside of him. And so I love that we could pull that out of scripture and see that, man, he's like, man, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Like, like, put me in the game, coach. You know, like, let's, let's do this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And so he leaps in the womb. He's like, that's my cousin. And so, man, that baby, he becomes the, the last great Old Testament prophet. And Jesus says in Scripture that, man, there's no one. Jesus said this about John the Baptist, that there was no one born of a woman greater than John the Baptist. And, man, his voice became a call in the wilderness of repentance. He was out in the wilderness, out in the desert, just preparing the way of, for Jesus to come, right? Baptizing people. John was what was the first Baptist. Amen. He was, there's a lot of first Baptist churches, but John was the first Baptist. Okay. Keep moving. All right. His mission was, was setting the stage for Jesus. He was just a living sacrifice and he was loved by people and he was very much hated by King Herod. And his life ended with his head being on a platter at one of King Herod's parties, right? He got beheaded. Crazy, right? This man of passion, that's how his life ended. And so, man, how did, how did that baby leaping in his mother's womb grow to become such a great man of God? Well, let's look at what he had to say about his life in relationship to God. John chapter 30, verse 30 says this. A lot of you guys know it. it it's a, it's a well-quoted verse, but it's so important that we don't just, that we don't just say it or know it in our heads, but we get it in our spirits. John says this. He says, he, Jesus must become greater and I must become less. Jesus must become greater in my life and I must become less. And so what kept John on this path to purpose, 
right? What kept John on this path to purpose? It was this understanding that, listen, I've got to get outside of myself. I've got to deny myself that he had this understanding that, man, the more I become like Jesus, the more Jesus becomes greater in my life, the more I discover my purpose. And man, that's why we're in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, right? Is that, man, we decided to start out this year saying 21 days, 21 days, we're going to give to the Lord and say, God, we're seeking you. And we're going to fast during these 21 days. Why? Because there's some things in our life that we've got to deny. There's some things in our flesh that we've got to go ahead and settle and say, hey, listen, i got to make room for Jesus in my life. All right? that, that you, You've had enough space in my life. I'm going to go ahead and deny myself some things. Right? And so we got to create more room for God. And so I don't know what goals you have right now. I don't know what resolutions you might have. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. At the top should be Jesus becoming greater in your life. And it's okay if it doesn't happen overnight. Right? Like, it's okay if, if, if it doesn't immediately happen. The purpose. Some of you are like, no, it's not okay. Okay? That's really hard, Mark. You're making it sound like this is easy. It's not. But slow growth is the best kind of growth. I love chicken pot pie. All right? Chicken pot pie is, is amazing, all right? And, but there's a difference in chicken pot pie, all right? There's a vast, the chicken pot pie spectrum is vastly different because you can go to the grocery store and you get those frozen chicken pot pies and you can put them in the microwave and it's like, eh, you know, that was okay. That was all right. Like it was good. I ate it, all right? You can put it in the oven. It's even better, right? It's definitely a little bit better, slower. It's like you can have 10 minutes or like an hour, okay? And we live in such a, 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 a generation, a society of like, man, now, instant gratification. I don't want to wait for the oven. Let's go microwave, right? And so, um, man, I just want to tell you, let's not microwave our lives. Because I would tell you the best chicken pot pie is the one that I get when I drive down to Nana's house, okay? Because Nana... Makes her chicken pot pie from scratch. Alright? Nana, like, it's got love in it. You know what I mean? Like, like she, she puts it together. And I know you're like, Mark, man, this is silly. This is like, just some silly stuff. I wanna say that, man, I wanna remind you, what you nurture will grow. What are you investing yourself into? What are you really pouring yourself into? Are you taking the time? Are you creating space and environment? To nurture a relationship with God. Are you slowing down? We don't have to run at such a fast pace. We're so busy. And even if you're not busy, I think people are just, they just like saying that they're busy, you know? I find myself doing all the time. Oh, you know me? How was your week? Oh, just busy. Just busy. I've just been busy, you know? Why are we so busy? Man, I just want to be in my father's house. I want to be loving and enjoying on him. I want to be with other people, loving, enjoying their presence, helping them know God. Man, this growth that needs to take place in our life, this discovery of purpose, it's going to happen at maybe a slower pace than we want. But I guarantee you God's grace is in it. And if you'll nurture it, 
feel invested, you feel be mindful of the things that you're saying with your mouth. Begin to speak life. Speak hopeful things. What you're doing is you're sowing seeds, right? You're sowing seeds. We don't need more speed. We need more seed. We don't need to go faster, right? It's not like, oh, I got to hurry. I got to catch up. I don't care where you're at in your life. You may be young and feeling like, oh, everybody's ahead of me. People know more than me. They've accomplished more than me, right? You may be much older and maybe thinking back in your life, oh, I wish I would have done more. I got to catch up. I got to make up for lost time. Man, let's not be a slave to that. Be present because I know that God will meet you there and there's a purpose in it. Amen. That's an encouraging word that I hope will grab a hold of today. We don't need instant gratification. We need some slow growth, right? We need to take some time to build our lives in such a way full of purpose. Going to the growth track, I want everybody to do it. But it's not like this, like you get to, you get done and here's your certification. Now you've done all the purpose discovery for the rest of your life, right? That's not it. It's just meant to be a primer. That you would come and become a member, right, of our church. It's so important that you plant yourself in, in a body, right, in a local church, that, a, a place that can support you. Amen? That's important. Submitted to some leadership. And, man, step two, we just talk about discovering your design. We get into you. We take a spiritual gifts test, personality profile. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. And then step three, we develop your leadership so that, number four, you could join the team. And I want to tell you something, that, man, we're getting better as a church and and we're still tweaking a lot of things and, and trying to improve our systems here but one of the things that we're so excited about in 2020 is our dream team okay and the dream team is just the name that we're using for our volunteers right because we believe like i said we get the best of the best here at christian world church and they're they're a team that's a dream to be a part of right and it's like like the olympics team in the 90s it's the dream team they're the best of the best and you guys you're the best of the best right and so i just so believe in 2020 that man people are going to begin serving here at this church at a level like never before okay yeah and we're going to be joining teams and doing awesome things and, and and really making a difference in our community and i just so believe it I, and, and it starts with us discovering some purpose i was talking with one of our middle schoolers right before i came in and i was joking with her um she was at the at the dance last night i was joking with her I was like, hey i got my message right here on my ipad do you want to switch places with me this morning? She's she's serving in the nursery today, Brianna Deaver. She's a middle schooler serving in the nursery today. I was like, hey, I was like, why don't, why don't you, I've got it all written out right here. Why don't you go up there and, and do my message? I want to go hang out with Oliver. I know he'll be in the nursery today. And so I want to go hang out with him and uh, let, let's trade places. She's like, no, 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 no. Like, definitely not. That's not, that's not me. But you know what is her? Loving on my son, Oliver. And it means a lot to me. It really does. Like it, it, it makes a difference in my life knowing that there's an eighth grade girl who cares about my, my son. And so I, listen, I'm going to tell y'all, I'll keep bringing these messages as much as I can. I'll keep leading worship as much as I can. I'll keep doing whatever I can. If you'll keep doing what it is that God's called you to do. Amen. That it, man, if we'll all jump in to what God has put before us and walk in our giftings, the body of Christ will be so much better because of it. 
And so I thank God for those who are serving in the nursery, serving in children's church. And I think there's so much opportunity. And like I said, man, this is going to be such a great year for our dream teams. And we're going to get better. If you haven't landed on a team, maybe you went to the growth track and you're like, man, I never made it on a team. That's okay. We're going to circle back with you. We're going to get you on a team. Come talk to us, right? We're working this thing out together. We're not perfect, but we never strive from that anyways, right? We just want to love God and love people. Can we do that together? Will you stand with me? So this morning, if you'll bow your head, close your eyes with me, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And I just want to say two prayers. We're going to give two opportunities this morning for prayer. I feel like the Lord wants to pray, wants me to pray for one group of people. And that's the people who are struggling. Maybe, maybe you have been coming to church each week and maybe it's been, yeah, I just, I, I, I sit in this chair and then I leave and I go home and I do my week and I come back and I sit in this chair and I go home and I, and you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like there's this exciting, passionate purpose like John the Baptist, you know? And maybe when you think about the life of John the Baptist, you're just like, ooh, that sounds kind of fun. Like, like I kind of feel like I've lost some of my adventure and my wonder and my excitement. And you're ready to discover some purpose. So I want to pray for you this morning. If you're here today and you're like, man, I, either I haven't discovered my purpose or I've lost my passion about my purpose. Will you just lift your hand for a moment? I want to pray for you. I want to say a special prayer. Amen. Amen. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. Let's pray a prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for those here today. Those, Lord, who acknowledge to say, man, I want to know why I'm here, God. I know that, that, that one of the great days of my life was the day I was born, but I want to know why I was born. I want to discover the purpose that you have for my life, Jesus. The unique calling that you have for me here on this earth, Lord. I want to be used to do great things, to make a difference in those around me, Father God. So I pray for those, Lord, who are maybe lacking passion in their life. God, would you ignite them? Holy Spirit, empower and encourage. And I just pray right now that this coming week even would be a week of just renewed strength, renewed joy, renewed vision. I just pray for a fresh outlook on people's lives today, Jesus. And I thank you for doing it. I pray God that they would surround themselves with people who would speak words of hope and encouragement and silence the voices in their life that are speaking discouragement and death and destruction in their life. We thank you for doing it, God. We speak life. And so here's the deal. I want to pray for a second group of people. And this second group are people who's like, man, Mark, you've been talking a lot about a lot of things. You've been saying some Bible verses, talking about purpose, talking about making a difference for the kingdom of God, talking about dream team. But here's the deal. I don't even know God. I haven't even given my life to Jesus. Maybe you just showed up here today just thinking, man, I'll just come to church. And so I want to pray a special prayer. If, if you're here today, you, you know that you haven't given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you did at one point, but you know it's like, man, I just, somewhere along the way, I just sort of lost it, you know. And I just want to recommit. I want to rededicate myself to the Lord, resurrender my life. If that's you and you're here this morning, just go ahead and lift your, head up, your hand up right now. Amen. Amen. Church, pray this prayer with those who are praying this prayer for the first time. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. For the saving power of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that our sins are forgiven. I thank you, Father God, that I've been made right in relationship with you. I give my life as a living sacrifice to you today. Jesus, I surrender all. Come and live inside of me. Use me as your vessel. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just lift up shouts of praise this morning? Come on.
So I'm going to dismiss you, and we're going to we're going to pray a special prayer of blessing. But I just know, I know, I know that there's some people that just need some special ministry this morning. And if that's you, that there's going to be opportunity after we dismiss. You can come right up here. There's pre- people that will pray with you. You may have specific struggles in your life, and you need somebody that you can vocalize them to. I pray that you will. Hold out your hands. I'm going to pray a prayer over you today. A blessing. Blessed are you, O Lord, King of the universe. You've commanded blessing to be spoken to your people, God, so that, man, your name might be placed on them and so that you would do the blessing. And to you today, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance on you. The Lord give you peace. The Lord give you grace. And bless you and keep you all the days of your life. I pray, Father God, that you would just pour out a special blessing this week, that you would keep those safe today, God. We thank you, Father God, that you would cause your face to shine upon those today, that they would feel your presence as they go throughout life today. Would you give them peace in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen.